Boss to the Bigs brought to you by Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Give me a call at 845-430-8415. I'm Kyle Straub, joined by Pat James, and this is our player profile series here on Bosch to the Bigs. We left off last with Tomas Frick. We move on to another player, Pat, who is a second-year Tar Heel, although age is a little bit different, experience a little bit different, but just as equally a big part of last year's team and will be again this year, Mr. Gage Gillian. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Gage Gillian, you know, comes in ahead of the 2020 season out of Walter State, comes in and posted a 2.45 ERA over seven and thirds innings, uh, six appearances there in 2020. Um, and then comes back last year, you know, it's kind of easy to forget that, you know, his first full season with the Tar Heels got off to a little bit of a slow start, had a groin injury uh, that kept him from making his 2021 debut until March 16th at Liberty. But, you know, it didn't take long at all, though, for uh, him to really establish himself as UNC's most consistent pitcher outside of Boston Love. Uh, you know, comes out, didn't allow a run over his first 12 and two-thirds innings of the season. And uh, I really just emerged as, you know, one of the most stable pieces of this entire team last season. Yeah, I think he really caught a lot of people off guard because of exactly what you just said. Didn't get off to a start in the beginning of the year because of an injury that had been lingering. And all of a sudden came out in that Liberty game and it was like, hey, who is this kid? How come he hasn't been used yet? And then you saw how much he was used and how versatile I think it was that he was used and was able to be for the Tar Heels, uh, making a start in the the last game of the season as well. But I think that versatility is going to be what the biggest benefit he's going to bring to the Tar Heels this season. And that's kind of been a theme through the first seven players that we've done now on number eight of guys being versatile, being able to play different positions, be put in different positions. And for Gage, I think with the emergence of Caden O'Brien last year, back to healthy and himself that we saw freshman year, and now Davis Palermo on the back end of the bullpen this year really gives them the flexibility to use him you know, once a weekend in long relief if needed or mix and match, just kind of the, the door is open to however they want to be able to use him and make him as effective as they possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's kind of what makes him just so valuable. I mean, I'll get in that a little bit more in our number to know here at the end of the segment. But yeah, I mean, I think also what's great about him and that makes the versatility even I mean, better is the fact that, you know, he's a guy who can, you know, Struck out 49 guys last year, good number, and also only walked nine. Um, just that nice balance that he had there just kind of makes him be able to fill whatever kind of role you need out of him as well. Um, opposing hitters, just two, two or three against him. And that's the thing is that, you know, as good as numbers are, if you go and watch him, you know, first time you're seeing them, like, you're like, this guy is not going to overpower you. Like, I mean, it's nothing like super crazy stuff or anything like that. Um, you know, fastballs around 87, 88, but, you know, that curveball that he's able to kind of loop in there about 12, six sort of break um, that really just induces a lot of swings and misses is able to get a lot of, you know, outs, getting guys out in front of it. So, yeah, I mean, I just think just an incredible uh, important piece for this team. And like you said, you know, last year, as we kind of went through the course of the season, as UNC was trying to figure out that rotation, um, you know, we kept wondering here on the podcast, you know, what he maybe get that start finally does get that opportunity there uh, in the Lubbock Regional. And, uh, you know, comes, comes out first inning, you know, a little shaky, but really settled in after that. And, you know, still put UNC in a position to be able to win that game. Didn't hurt him at all. Um, so, yeah, I think, that, you know, maybe, you know, if things go sideways or, you know, if you get, again, like as we mentioned with the Caleb Kozar, like into the postseason, you're having to go through a lot of arms. You know, we know he can fill that role as well. 
yeah, you know, he's not a guy at all that's going to overpower you, but he does a great job of mixing and matching the fastball with the off speed and that devastating curveball. And importantly, he hits his spots. Mm-hmm. As long as he's able to do that, he's the type of competitor that you're really not going to be too worried. Even if he's got an off day, he's going to go out there and give you the best he's got. And I think for the team, that's a nice guy to have out there that you can trust. Like, hey, we're going to give him the ball. He's going to get the job done more times than not. Yeah, and, and we should note also, I mean, that really has been something that, you know, it's not just a two-year thing as well. I mean, it's something that, you know, he was one of the best stoppers in all the junior college ranks uh, when he was at Walter State, you know, pitched on the it's big in his stage blood. There. His dad owns the record at Virginia Tech for saves. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, helps that team, you know, pitches in the Junior College World Series for them. I mean, he's been in some big moments. And I don't think that, that can go overlooked at all. And, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, talking with Coach Forbes about the leaders of this pitching staff. And, again, you know, being a guy who's been around the block a little bit, you know, just his entire collegiate career, uh, he's definitely one of the main leaders on that pitching staff and his guy who, you know, a lot of these young guys can look to. You know, it'd be interesting to see how the back end of the bullpen especially shakes out in past years. We've seen the Tar Heels go with a guy who's a quote-unquote closer, and that's his role. We've also seen where they kind of use them in the biggest spot within a game, not necessarily the last three outs, but it could be a couple of guys on. We need to get an out here in the sixth. So with him, O'Brien, and Palermo, it'll be interesting how they use that mix and then throw in other guys like Rapp and Pry, and all of a sudden you've got yourself a pretty formidable bullpen out there. So let's wrap up Gage Gillian and his player profile. What's the number to know on Gillian? Yeah, that's a perfect transition there. Number 13, that's the number of times Gillian went two or more innings out of the bullpen last season. Uh, He also went two innings in his lone start there against Texas Tech. His season high of four and two-thirds innings came at Florida State. And just, you know, as we've talked about, you know, it's not only his ability to go multiple innings, but his ability to recover is super impressive and could be one of the biggest assets at the disposal of this UNC team. Uh, you know, because of the Tar Heels pitching struggles last season, you know, they weren't able to use him quite how they wanted. But, you know, if Davis Palermo, who we're going to talk about here in a few more podcasts, can assume that closer's role, then Gillian could be used in a variety of roles, similar to how the team kind of employed Brett Daniels there in 2018 uh, when he led the country in third, with 39 total appearances. 27 returning players that we will run through in our player profile. Gage Gillian, number eight here on Bosch the Bigs. For Pat James, I'm Kyle Straub. Appreciate you joining us and see you next time.